Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, welcome to this week's journal entry. It was a really fun one for me to write. And yes, I did actually write a journal entry that I'm going to be sharing with you, not word for word, but I used a prompt that was so eye-opening for me and I did not expect it to be. So that's what we're going to tap into is, is that prompt. The prompt came from a day where I was feeling good. If you follow me on social media, you know that I like to journal most days. I don't journal every day, but I like to journal most days, which means that there are days where I feel good. (laughs) I'm not always super emotional or have these big emotions or upset or going through something. There's a lot of days where I feel really good. I feel positive. I'm optimistic. Those are the days where it's harder for me to tap into something that I want to journal about something that makes me feel something. When I journal, I don't just want to like write affirmations. While that's great, and sometimes that's part of my journal entry, I want my journaling to like, I don't know, like be a progression and like get something out of me so that it's not just like in my brain. So anyways, That's why in my journal prompt archive, if you've snagged that, I have a whole section on journal prompts for when you're feeling good or for when you want to further understand yourself. But this prompt is not included. So this is above and beyond. And it's quite simple. All this prompt is, is explain a time that you were at a theme park. That's it. But when I wrote about it, I got quite deep. (laughs) So I'm going to take you down my memory lane and aha moment or breakthrough of my theme park adventure. So I immediately thought of roller coasters. Gosh, I am already like my heart is starting to pound right now. Just thinking about roller coasters. I went on my first roller coaster when I was probably 18, maybe 19. And since then I've been on four others, two of my most memorable ones out of the five. One was when I was in Disneyland Paris with my twin sister. Like if you're in Disneyland Paris and your group wants to go on a roller coaster, you go on the roller coaster. So I did. And then the second one was I did the roller coaster, I I rode the roller coaster that is on the top of the hotel in Las Vegas. I think it's the New York, New York hotel. Again, when you're in that setting, you do it. Plus I had a few drinks in me. So I was like, why not? Super memorable. Both times I started screaming before the carts even started to move. I remember buckling up. And like, as soon as I heard the click, I realized what was about to happen. And I just started screaming. 
both times as well, there were younger kids in front of me who turned around to see who this crazy lady was, which was me. And then they just started like laughing at me, which I would have as well if I were them. And so in my journal entry, I was just thinking like, what is it about roller coasters that makes me so like fearful? And I think for me, it's the unexpected. When I was growing up, I remember saying that I didn't want to go on roller coasters because I didn't want my stomach to drop. I didn't like that feeling, obviously, like, well, maybe not obviously, maybe some people might like that feeling. I just didn't, I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I might get sick, um, And so putting myself on a roller coaster where it's unexpected, I don't know how I was going to feel. You know, my sisters both did the Superman, which I have not done, but just the fear of my stomach dropping, the fear of not being in control. You can't just get off if you're scared. (laughs) In fact, a different roller coaster experience, I almost went on my first roller coaster called the Boomerang when I was probably 10 years old and I was so scared, but I was with my like extended family. Like my cousins were visiting from out of the state and uncles and we were all together and they all wanted to do this. Clearly I'm not great with peer pressure. So I'm sitting on the boomerang and luckily for me, right before we get going, the person that was in charge of the roller coaster noticed that my uncle wasn't wearing a shirt. And so he got kicked off and I got, I left with him. I don't know if everybody else left. I blacked out, but I left, I got the hell off of the boomerang. So I still have this to this day. I've not gone on the boomerang, but it's that fear of wanting to have a certain extent of control, for me at least. Roller coasters take that away. You are in a position, I am in a position where I cannot do anything except ride the roller coaster, which freaks me out. And we do this to ourselves all the time beyond roller coasters is what I realized in this journal entry. Another relatable example is flying on an airplane. I don't know about you, but I actually don't mind flying. I travel a lot and I prefer planes over driving. I mean, lately there's tons of delays and stuff. Besides that though, I don't mind it. I'm, I'm a happy flyer. I often take Dramamine and sleep the whole time. However, I can very easily tap into two different headspaces. The first is you're sitting on the plane right? So I'm sitting on the plane and I'm buckling up. I hear the pilot come on the, on the loudspeaker and say like, prepare for takeoff. And then we start going and I can envision feeling the plane get faster and faster beneath my feet. You know how you can like feel the trembling and then imagining like the nose of the plane starting to point up into the sky and taking off and continuing to rise. And then you start to see the clouds and then dropping 
and twisting and turning. And I don't know why, but like something happens and it all goes wrong. And we're just on this plane flailing about in the sky. I can, I can envision that actively. And just like the roller coaster story, my heart is racing right now. And I'm a little bit sweaty. I have to actively choose every time that I am flying to buckle up, to listen to the announcements, or sometimes I play music so loud in my AirPods that I can't hear, (laughs) but I feel the plane take off and I trust that we are solid in the air, that the plane can handle turbulence, that the pilots are confident in what they're doing and that we won't be flailing about in the air. I physically sit in that seat. Well, now I'm curious if you are an aisle person or a window seat person. I actually prefer the aisle if I'm not traveling with anybody because I have this fear. (laughs) I guess this circles back to control. I have this fear that I'm going to control and um, like, not wanting to burden anybody. I have this fear that I'm going to need to go to the bathroom and the two people next to me will be sleeping and I won't want to wake them up to like have to leave. So I like sitting on the aisle so I can have a quick escape. Anyways, that was a a tangent. I have to choose every time when I'm taking off to believe that. I still feel the nerves, but I feel more calm and secure. And like at peace, I picture us even landing peacefully in that second headspace. So whether you are going on a roller coaster or flying on a plane or making a personal decision, right? We have to trust ourselves. And this is where my journal entry went. I thought I was going to be journaling about roller coasters and theme parks. It turned into a whole thing about control, but then trust and how we get to choose our headspace. We get to envision the outcome. We have to trust that we have the coping skills to calm our nerves in whatever situation that we're in. And we have to trust that when it comes to our decisions, we know best, especially personal decisions. Trust is something that I've been trying to work on for the past couple of years in particular. I first realized the deep lack of trust in myself when Griffin was born and I was glued to Google. I think a lot of moms might be like that. I think, or maybe I just tell myself that, but literally everything I Googled. After that, though, after that whole phase, because I think that's semi-normal, when my ex-husband left, I had to start making all of the decisions around the house. But what was interesting to me was that it was the tiny decisions that got to me. Decisions about what would be the best dinner to serve my son that night or what outfit to put him in based on what the temperature was that day or where I should be more lenient versus like stick to my guns or, or discipline him 
or unrelated to Griffin, where to hang photos in the house, right? Uh, like which part of the house to clean that day? That would have been something that I probably would have asked my spouse, like, hey, should I clean the kitchen tomorrow or should I do that? You know, tiny decisions where I didn't trust myself enough. So I would constantly ask outside sources. I would ask my family and friends about dinner, <laughs> about those dinner choices. Or I would say, hey, which outfit do you like better? Or what would you do in this situation? Or I would like put pictures up and say, do you like them here or here? Just, just constant seeking validation and answers from other people, which was like twice as overwhelming because I didn't trust myself in the first place. But then I had these people responding to me because I asked them to, and then I was getting their opinions, which was just so overwhelming. And so I started to slowly teach myself to trust myself by not asking somebody else about what I should eat for dinner, right? About those small things about, I would, I would just not Google all the answers. I still Google tons of answers, but not all. I quiet my mind for just truly, it takes a few seconds and I just take a deep breath and I ask myself what I think is best or what I want. Truly, that takes five seconds <laughs> quieting and just asking. And we know deep down. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like I forgot to pack certain things when going somewhere. Or once my son ate a jar of cinnamon sugar for dinner. He's... <laughs> He is in a phase where he just loves cinnamon sugar and he didn't want anything else. And I was like, I'm okay with this tonight. So here is where I want to try and pull all of this together for you in your journal. Is there a situation in your life where you are doubting yourself? And it might be helpful for you to think of a really broad example, like some something like a roller coaster or an airplane or something tiny. Sometimes those tiny decisions are way easier to think of where you constantly are asking somebody else for approval or validation or just their opinions instead of trusting your own self. So is there a situation in your life where you're doubting yourself? Ask yourself, why are you doubting? Do you truly feel like you don't know the answer? Do you think that somebody else has a better answer? There could be so many reasons. So why are you doubting yourself? Third, what proof do you have that you are actually doing the right thing or that you've done the right thing in the past? How, what, what proof or how do you know that you can trust yourself? And lastly, how can you choose to trust yourself more right now? Like I said, for me, that answer was just not asking people for their opinions or asking them less frequently, I should say, because I still do value opinions and thoughts from other people just about certain things. I also want to say that if you were to ask me 
to go on a roller coaster now? At 35, I probably will say yes. I, I'm not super terrified of them anymore, but I still would scream my head off. So like, I am open to those experiences. I put myself in those experiences and I have grown in trusting that, knock on wood, I'm not gonna die. I might throw up, but I haven't yet. And so putting yourself in and practicing putting yourself in those situations and trusting yourself and trusting the process will help you that much more. It'll build that confidence that you can trust yourself. I thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait for you to have some sort of revelation about trust in your journal entries. And please, pretty please reach out and let me know where this journal entry takes you. I'm super curious. Thanks again, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.